Well, hello everyone. It's the Reverend Jamie Franklin here. Uh, just doing a little podcast extra today because I think it would be quite helpful to say a few words about prayer, particularly at this time in England. It really feels like we're about to descend once again into the the gloom and the the awfulness of of further restrictions. And a lot of people are uh, rightly and completely understandably upset many people anxious, uh, many people wondering about this vital aspect of the spiritual life. So I'd like to say a few words about prayer, but particularly about how we should pray for our leaders in this time. And uh, also I want to respond to a question about the uh, what are called the imprecatory psalms, which are the psalms which ask for God's judgment to come upon people who are oppressing uh, the writers of the psalms. So the first thing I want to say about prayer is that this is really absolutely crucial. This is vital to the spiritual life. And if you are a Christian or if you're seeking to follow Christ in any way, you must pray. Prayer is our weapon. It's our it's our it's the thing that we have that the world doesn't have. So make sure you're praying regularly, get in some kind of habit or routine, even if it's only for a short period every day. But pray, pray as much as you can, pray in the morning, pray in the afternoon, pray. Pray in the evening, pray before you go to bed, pray under your breath, uh, pray in more formal ways, but just make sure that you're praying as much as you can. Um, and when you feel scared, when you feel anxious, when you feel angry, when you feel frustrated, allow those feelings to drive you to prayer. Uh, see them as a, as a prompt from the Holy Spirit. All right, now's the time to pray. Take it to the Lord in prayer when you feel those things. So that's the first thing. Um, pray. And um, and seek the peace of God, ask for God to transform those feelings that you have into into his peace. And uh, this will be a witness to the world of the presence of, of God in you. So pray. What about this question of um, praying uh, for leaders? Um, because we are uh, instructed to pray for our leaders. One Timothy two. For example, I'll just read this out and comment on it in a bit. First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God, our saviour. Now, somebody on Twitter asked, you know, why should I stay in the church? Um, if there are intercessions for the prime minister and the government and so on, why shouldn't I just walk out? Well, it's for this reason. It's because we're commanded in scripture to pray for our leaders. Now, that doesn't mean pray anything for them. Uh, I have thoughts about what we should be praying, but there is a command to pray for our leaders. So in your personal prayer, I'd approach it in this way. I've got a few principles here. The first one is honesty honesty. Um, you can be honest with God. You don't have to be pious. You don't have to pretend you're not angry. You don't have to pretend you're not afraid. Uh, you don't have to pretend you're not indignant or even filled with hatred and, and wrath. And this is something we do see in those Psalms. The honesty of, of the Psalms is, um, is amazing. So for example, Psalm 94, O Lord God of vengeance, O God of vengeance, shine forth, rise up, O judge of the earth, repay to the proud, what they deserve. Oh Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked exult? They pour out their arrogant words, all the evildoers boast. And it goes on like that. So you want to pray a prayer like that? That's absolutely fine. And that's what this um, 
this uh, person who wrote to me asked about the er the early psalms but it's not just the early psalms it's all the way through the psalms we read of the prayers and exhortations of david to receive direct action from god in the destruction of his enemies what do we make of this well the first thing i think it teaches us is that honesty in prayer is is good you know god knows all your thoughts he knows all your feelings there's no point trying to uh, pretend that you are something that you're not or you feel things that you don't if you, if you can be honest with anyone you can be honest with God and you should be honest with him. And there is a sense as well in which prayer should just be straightforward. You know, just pour out your heart before God. You know, what do you want from the situation? What do you need? What's on your what's on your heart? What, what do you want God to provide? Ask, ask him. We overcomplicate prayer so much. You know, Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name, it will be given to you. And he doesn't caveat it. Now, I think that there are things that we should say about it, of course, but there is also a simplicity about prayer. Pour out your heart before God. Be honest with him. You can. It's the one place you don't have to be political. You don't have to worry about people's feelings or or, you know, what the consequences might be for you with God. Unlike pretty much all other areas in life, you can be honest in your personal prayer. So so be honest. OK, and, and pray Psalm 94 if that's if that's helpful for you now the email i've got here it says is it wrong for me to pray like david is it a sin to pray for god's anger to manifest against those evil prophet driven eugenicists in ways that we can see or do i pray that god in his mysterious ways will find a, a way to solve the problem uh, would it be sinful to bring the murderers to the rope as occurred after the nuremberg trials um will the ones who claim that they justly followed orders be rightfully hanged too so i'm not going to comment on the kind of you know the legal aspect there but the, the the basic answer i have is that no that it's not wrong to pray like david but we've got to pray these things in a christian way okay so we've got to pray them um in a way which is congruent with let's say the teaching of christ in the new testament so i think the first thing that we should say in our prayers is that we should pray for well not the first thing but i think this is really important is that we should pray for the salvation of these people now these people are lost souls they are going to incur the judgment of god i, I believe that for what they're doing uh, which i think is is unconscionably evil uh, god's wrath is coming upon them and the principal christian virtue that we are called to have for all people is the virtue of charity or love in in scripture it says that god desires that all people or men or people be saved god wants everyone to be saved and jesus tells us to pray for our enemies to bless those who curse us to pray for those who despitefully use us and so on and so forth so pray that these people would be saved pray for boris johnson's salvation pray that he would be cut to the heart and really know deep deep repentance for all the wickedness and evil and the pain that he's caused in his in his life really pray for him to be saved i mean from a sincere heart how wonderful would it be if like the apostle paul who fell off his horse on the road to damascus boris johnson fell off his horse and matt hancock did and michael gove did and and um, Pretty Patel and Dominic Raab and all these people, the, Saju Javid, all these soulless, um, these soulless, career-driven, selfish, mendacious, um, wicked people, that they would come to know Jesus Christ and that they would turn from their 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 evilness and their wickedness and that they would really rule with the with the benefit of the people in mind and not selfishly in their own interests. So I think you know you've heard how honest I've been there be honest with god about that and ask god to save these people so salvation that's the first thing so honesty 
uh, with God, pray for these people's salvation. The second thing I think, and I just class this under the heading protection, protection. So in 1 Timothy 2, um, pray for all, pray for kings and all who are in high positions uh, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. So that's interesting, isn't it? Pray for kings and all who are in high positions, you know, that's the government in our case, that we may live a peaceful and quiet life. And I take that to mean pray that they would not interfere with us. So pray that they wouldn't interfere with the church. Pray that they wouldn't interfere with your family. Pray they wouldn't interfere with your desire to get on with your own business and to live a peaceful and quiet and godly life, which I think in, in many ways is a very sort of politically conservative um, notion. Uh, that's a good thing to pray. Pray that they would pray that they would keep out of your business and leave you alone and allow you to leave a godly uh, lead a godly life. The second thing I want to say about this protection thing is specifically related to the imprecatory psalms and when we read um, David and potentially other writers praying that God's judgment would be visited upon his enemies and that he would slay his enemies and, and so on and so forth. Now, I don't personally think that it's the right thing to do to pray that God would kill people or bring people to that kind of judgment in this life necessarily, although I'm going to say something about that in a minute. I do think it's absolutely legitimate to interpret this, these, these enemies as the, uh, the hosts of wickedness and the powers of darkness, the spiritual powers of darkness. And one verse I think we need to always remind ourselves of in this situation is in Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, verse 12 the apostle paul writes we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places now make no mistake about it the evil powers the dark forces the demons the fallen angels they war against our souls in the service of satan and they animate the wickedness that takes place on this earth and we absolutely should pray against their influence in this world and specifically against them and against satan this is what almost everyone in the history of the christian church has said about this when they've talked about uh, spirituality with the potential exception of the second century uh, church father origin pray against the wicked dark powers of evil and i think that that's a good way to interpret those more aggressive passages in the imprecatory psalms and also pray for angelic help in the uh, podcast this week we're talking about the first chapter of revelation where it seems to imply that all the churches uh, that were written to had angels who looked after them and also in the gospels it seems to imply that that children have specific angels that are assigned to them, if not, you know, maybe not one-to-one or as the Roman Catholic church, church teaches, but certainly in a, in a general sense, who knows? But anyway, pray for God to send his angels, his holy angels to protect you, to protect your family, to protect your church and pray against those dark demonic forces that animate the wickedness in this world. So be honest with God, pray for the salvation of the wicked people who are oppressing us and doing terrible things and pray for personal protection from tyrannical governments, intrusive governments, and pray for protection against the dark powers and also for their destruction and for angelic help. And now finally, and I think in a way that this is appropriate as a kind of final thing to say, maybe as a kind of final prayer, pray for these people to fail in their wicked schemes. Okay, it won't be good for them. 
it won't be good for the world if what they are doing comes to pass. So pray that their feet would slip, pray that what they're planning would not come to pass. And again, be really specific, be really clear as much as you want to with the Lord, but pray that he will stop them. Pray against their continued success in bringing about this evil in the world. Rise up, O judge of the earth, repay to the proud what they deserve. Rise up, O God, stop these wicked people from doing the evil things that they are doing. Prevent them, make their feet slip. And I think there's plenty there, I hope there is anyway, to, to get all your energy out, you know, the frustration, the anger, the, the fear in many cases, to get all that out before God, to pour it out uh, before the Lord being honest, praying for their salvation, and if not for their salvation, for protection from their evil schemes, and that they would be prevented from carrying them out. Pour out your energy, pour out your passion and your indignation before the throne of God. And as I say, I think that in this way, you can fulfill, or you can be faithful at least to the spirit of the Psalms, to what the Psalms are saying, and you can pray the Psalms in a, in a Christian way. I think finally, there's a lot in this email about judgment. Um, the ultimate judgment belongs to God. The ultimate judgment belongs to God. And all I'm going to say is that I believe in judgment and I, and I'm, I'd be deeply worried for these people who are, who are living in this way and who are, who are damaging other people in this, in this wantonly hypocritical, awful way. I'd be, I'm, 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 I'd be scared if I were in their position because one day they will fall into the hands of the living God and the judge of the earth will do what's right. They cannot escape the judgment of God forever and God's judgment will be just and a just judgment is coming. A just judgment is coming for all of us unless we repent and turn to Jesus Christ and put our faith in him. And there's something we have to remember ourselves as Christians is that we are, we don't, we don't claim any of these benefits or any of these rights to be called children of God and to come into the presence of God through prayer, through our own merits, but according to the mercy of him who gave himself for us, who bled and died for us, and who was raised for our justification. So we always have to remember that, that we're not doing this in our own strength. We're not doing this in our own righteousness, but in the, in the power of him who died and rose again. Praise God. And so I, I, hope, that's, I hope that's helpful. And um, now may the peace of God, which passes all under, understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and the love of God and of Christ Jesus, his son, and the blessing of almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And please do uh, share this with whoever um, might find it helpful. Till next time.